Hello and welcome to NGO Matters with Titi Lopmeyani Fooshe. Today I'll taking you on still on starting your NGO. I'll take you on feasibility studies, consultation, and creating a governance structure that works. After drafting your beautiful mission and vision statement, you need to work on discerning how best to achieve your mission and vision. Now, the best way to go about it is engaging in research, talking to cons- um, talking to stakeholders and your prospective beneficiaries. Even if you live in the area where you want to execute projects, you still need to consult the stakeholders. You still need to conduct researches and talk to your prospective de- beneficiaries. This would help you to forecast your capacity, your budget, and help you to understand the aspiration of your proposed beneficiary. What this sort of research and consultation does is that it gives you an area of areas that begs for intervention. You have to be careful not to be a jack of all trade. You must be deliberate with the specific areas your NGO wants to concentrate on. For instance, if you want to address urgent survival needs such as food, temporary shelter, disaster, crisis and conflict management like Red Cross, it means that you'll be you would be your focus area will be emergency relief. If you want to address basic needs such as education, healthcare, longer term shelter, community development, income generation like Bill and Melinda Gates, it means that you'll be looking at service delivery. If you want to engage in activities that address structural issues relating to human rights, public policy, um, regulation, societal norms like budget in Nigeria or Amnesty International, it means that you're going to be a policy and rights advocate. So it's important that before you delve into your activities, you need to map out what your focus area would be. Now, talking about creating a governance structure that works, um, in my previous episode, I already spoke about this, but I'll touch one or two things that I didn't mention then. It's important that uh, while you're setting up your NGO, you need to try to build a strong internal control mechanism. If you do that, it would aid the growth of your organization. When I say creating a formidable structure that enhances and enables your NGO not to rely heavily on you, it means that you have to recruit a team of skilled, brilliant, and passionate individuals who not just understand the mission and goals of your NGO, but they also understand how you want to get it done. Talking about this, you need to have a board of trustees, a board of directors, or advisory board. This would consist of individuals who have strong legal, financial, and technological or technical skills that will benefit your NGOs. There should be individuals who are committed and passionate about social impact. Most importantly, there should be individuals who are ready to work with you. Now, you need to be careful not to make these mistakes of... uh, filling the board seat with only your family and your friends please do not form too many or too few board members do not fill your board with personalities that you do not have access to and do not fill your board with personalities that are too busy or too committed 
to be com to, that are too busy to be committed to your NGO. A proper governance structure paves way for NGOs to grow and attract reputable donors and grants. A good structure makes it easy for you to evaluate, monitor, and manage your success and failures. I hope that you have been able to learn one or two things from this episode. Please be sure to um, impute your questions, observation in the comment section or send it to my mail. Thank you very much for following NGO Matters with Titi Lokme and Ufawoshi.